Hallelujah, Lord. You are worthy, Jesus. You are worthy, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. It's good to see all those that are able to make it to the house of the Lord here tonight. Why don't you give yourself a high five? <laughs> Amen. That's fellowship right there in Jesus' name. If you have your Bibles, we're going to be turning open to the book of Genesis chapter 1. Now, there's several that we have that will be out and listening online. We did, uh, we are we are following the best of the directives of our governor and even listen to the mayor of Carson City today. And uh, they are not currently mandating that churches shut down. So, praise God. Now, this might be getting ahead of where I'm going to preach today, but I, I think I, I said that one day God's going to shut down casinos. <laughs> I want you to know that there's casinos shut down tonight, but we're having church. Hey, it might be just for a week, a month. I don't know how long it'll be, but I promise you there's going to be a church. Hey, I just believe it doesn't matter if it's a pandemic, epidemic, natural disaster, whatever the case may be. God's going to get glory. Amen. Praise God. And so uh, I want you to know that we are watching. Now, I want you to know this. I am not a doomsdayer, but I'm not a downplayer either. So don't shake hands, don't none of that stuff. We're going we're gonna to limit, uh, and if they do express it, there will be limits. Uh, we're going to have church at home. Amen. We might just go to heaven, instead of having church twice a week, we might go to heaven church every day of the week. Actually, is a more biblical model, but hallelujah. Amen. We might have people get baptized in bathtubs. Amen. And uh, we'll have some of these ministers and young ministers preach from house to house. It just We just might have an apostolic church and hallelujah, amen, in a crazy generation. But uh, make sure you're just doing everything you can to be safe. And, uh, you know, don't, don't jump on either bandwagon of doomsday or downplay. Just do your part. Wash your hands. Use Purell if, there, if you can find any. If you can't, make sure that you, uh, you know, if you go to a, a restaurant for a takeout order, uh, open up your purse, ladies, and just fill it with Purell and uh, bring it to church. Pay your tithes with 10% of your Purell, and, and we'll be blessed in Jesus' name. But uh, tonight I was planning, and I had been prepared. Uh, God, feel like God's been uh, directing me to teach on private devotion. So we've been talking about prayer, fasting, and uh, the next part of that was all part of Matthew chapter 6 was giving and so somebody can wipe the sweat off their brow because tonight I'm going to preach in Jesus' name. But we will be coming back and we will continue our lesson on private devotions. And we're going to talk about biblical giving. Uh, not because we have a problem with that. We have great faithful people. But uh, I think it's important that we give every Bible doctrine. Amen. And put it in front of, in front of people in Jesus' name. But uh, tonight I feel like God's uh, helped me to prepared something in my heart for this church and for all those that are listening online in Jesus name. Genesis chapter 1 and verse number 14 Amen. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 14 the Bible says and God said let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and for years and let them be for lights in the firmament of heaven to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night, 
He made the stars also. And God set them in the firmament of heaven to give light upon the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. The Bible says God made two great lights, the great light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. And that's what I want to focus on here tonight, about the lesser light to rule the night. And I want to preach to us for a few moments on this subject. The rulers of the night. The rulers of the night. Would you set down your Bibles and lift up your hands and let's pray all across this house. Amen. Whether you're in your living room, listening online, wherever you might be in your car, let's just worship the Lord in Jesus' name. Let's magnify Him. Hallelujah, Lord. We, we're, we're, we're believing that even in this, the church is going to be triumphant. Hallelujah, that the church will prevail. Hallelujah, we're giving you great praise and great glory and great honor in the wonderful name of Jesus. Somebody clap your hands and give God a shout. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated in the house of the Lord. Amen. The rulers of the night. First, I want to say uh, two things. Number one, it's good to have the Machados back in the house of God. Amen. We've missed them and we love them. And we've been praying and, and uh, believing God for better things and greater things in Jesus' name. And uh, also, I want to say, man, Brother Troy, you fired me up. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm ready to preach now. i got to buy you a new tie because I think I might have ripped it when you asked me to help out. Amen. You know, a three-fold cord is not easily broken, but a tie might be. Hallelujah. Amen. But in Jesus' name, I wanted to preach for us for a few moments on the rulers of the night. Genesis uh, is letting us know several things as we look into it. The Bible says that in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. And then you get to verse number 2. The earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. Now there's a, there's a, a, a seemingly a difference between verse 1 and verse 2, there's many different ideologies on this. Some would say that this is just how God starts the creation process, that he starts in this position where it is without form and void, and God begins to mold things. And when God created the heaven and the earth, it, it was at that moment that God created the necessary resources for the earth to be in existence. There's others that would hold to something known as a gap theory. And that is that there's a period of time where there is a gap in history between verse number 1 and verse number 2. Now, whatever camp you fall into, you might have a third camp I don't really uh, pay much attention to, but uh, it, it could be that you have another opinion. I'm not here to, uh, to, to mince swords and, and, and get in trouble, but uh, there's a lot of ideology there. Some would say that in this gap, that is when Jesus saw Satan fall as lightning. And that the earth was created by God, and then Satan fell. And the earth and the world was plunged into darkness, and the earth and the world had become destroyed. And some would hold to this theory and would say, that's why God said, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. Not populate the earth, replenish it as if it had been uh, decimated. I don't really know what the case is. I, I don't think it really matters. 
But there is one thing that we can take from this, that the natural state of our world, whether it's a gap theory world or the way that God created it, it all starts in darkness. Our world was made by God. And in this state, whether you hold to one theory or the other, it is undeniable by verse number 2 that there was a place and a position where the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. Contrary to some people's belief uh, that, that just because we have the sun in the sky that the natural state of the universe is light. I want you to know here today that the natural state of existence is not light, it's darkness. That if you travel outside of our solar system, you will find dark matter. You will find, uh, you get far enough away from the sun, the moon, or the stars outside of our galaxy. You get far enough away from those lights. And the universe, as we look into the night sky, is nothing but darkness. And might I just tell somebody here today that God works in the midst of darkness. The Bible says that the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. But there was something that happened regardless of the natural state, even regardless of the darkness. My Bible says that God moved upon the face of the waters and God began to speak. Amen. God began to speak whether it was dark or not. God began to speak whether there was form, whether there was filling, whether there was anything in the right place or if it was out of order. God began to move and God began to speak. So can I help somebody here tonight? God still moves and God still speaks. Would you give God a hand clap of praise and a shout of victory. God moves and God speaks in the midst of darkness. Amen. It is in this position of darkness that God begins to create things. He says, let there be light. The Bible says there was light. But there was nothing for light to emit from. Amen. It came as a result of the word of God. David would put it this way, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The word of God is all, amen, the light that we need in this dark world. Amen. The world in its natural state is darkness. That's why if you leave something alone long enough, amen, the laws of science would teach us that it will begin to decay. It will begin to fall apart because the natural state of our world, uh, especially after the fall, has become disorder. It has become chaos. Amen. But God moves in the midst of disorder. God moves in the midst of chaos. And God begins to bring transformation. God begins to bring change. And where there was darkness, there becomes light. And God said and divided the light from the darkness. And God saw the light that it was good. Now God at any moment could have said that darkness was good. But God said that what I brought into this world, this dark world, what I am bringing as a light, it is going to be the difference to the darkness. It is going to be the very thing that will help us understand what is good and what is bad. He said the light was good. Amen. Anybody that wants to question what is right and what is wrong, huh? you just got to look back to the book and the Bible huh? and find out that it is God that defines what is good. Huh? Not moral relativity, not our society. Not Congress, not, 
Nobody else decides what is good. It is God alone that decides what is good. And so God began to define that light was good. And what God is determining for us is that what he produces is greater than what was. Amen. And here God begins to create the firmament. Amen. And he divides out the waters above from the waters beneath. And then in our text here today, God begins to create two great lights. One that we know as the sun and the other that we know as the moon. This thing called the sun is the very thing that will produce and help us have the right environment from life. Amen. Some would say that if we were only a few miles closer to the sun, we would burn with a fervent heat. If we were only a few miles away from the sun, we would all freeze to death. And so I'm, gra- I'm glad that God keeps us in a nice orbit. I'm glad that God keeps us, amen, moving around this old sun in the right area. Just, just don't let your hand off of earth, Jesus. We don't want to burn up and we don't want to freeze to death. Amen. But God keeps everything in order. Amen. The God that saw the chaos and the disorder and the darkness all of a sudden starts creating laws of gravity and laws of motion and starts creating physics and all these other things to make sure that there will be life on earth and one of the major things the first things you created was the sun without sunlight there are no, there is going to be no plant life without plant life there's going to be no photosynthesis without all that there's going to be amen no oxygen for us to breathe there's no food for animals there's no food for us there is no life without the sun that greater light is the energy that we receive amen uh, but, but there also came something that is intriguing. The Bible says that God created a lesser light to rule the night. But what's intriguing to me is unlike the sun, it's not a great big ball of gas uh, that's been lit on fire. The moon itself does not have any illumination of its own. Uh, the moon is, is not, amen, burning with a fervent heat and letting off light. But the moon is nothing more than a reflection of the sun. And God set these two lights. Uh, he put the greater light, the sun, during the day that is it would shine bright and it would be so bright that when the light comes into the world John would say uh, that the darkness comprehended it not uh, it was a typology that one day uh, the son of God is coming into the world uh, and the world that loves its darkness uh, when that sun walks into the earth uh, amen it's going to make all of the darkness flee uh, when Jesus stepped up on the scene uh, all of the darkness uh, had to run because it couldn't even comprehend uh, that God would become a man. Uh, when this great son uh, came onto earth, uh, amen, all of a sudden uh, sickness could not stand it. Uh, it had to be healed. Uh, when this son entered the earth, uh, all of a sudden those that were deaf uh, began to hear. Uh, when the son walked on earth, uh, those that were blind began to see. Uh, when the son walked on earth, uh, those that were lepers and desensitized uh, and losing limbs 
began to be healed and began to be cleansed. When the Son walked on earth, it was those that were dead in graves and in tombs that began to get up. Whether they just died, they were on the way to their burial, or they'd been dead for four days, and they began to stink. It was even at the crucifixion of this Son that was on earth that many that were dead in graves, the Bible says, began to get up out of them. What am I preaching to you? The greater light is God Almighty. He is that great light that darkness can't comprehend. He is the order in the chaos. He is the light in the darkness. Somebody magnify him. Come on, somebody magnify him. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Hallelujah. Somebody lift up your hands and magnify him. It doesn't matter what has happened in this world. If you can get the S-O-N walking in your world, all darkness has to flee when you get Jesus working. Amen. As long as it is daytime, darkness can only hide in the shadow. As long as there is daytime, as long as the sun is shining, Darkness is only allowed to be in the crevices. Darkness is only allowed to be in doors that are shut. That's why uh, the Bible says Jesus stands at the door and knocks. And any man that opens, I'll come in. you got to open up the door. You feel like your whole world's closed up and darkened. you got to open up the door and let the sun in. Hallelujah. Open up the shades, open up the light, bl- the blinds, and, and let the sun come in. Hallelujah. But that greater light ruled in the day. Remember, God created something called night and day. He put a division there. And what hope would the world have that when the sun goes away, that there was nothing but pitch black universal darkness? Nothing you can't see. Man, the darkest object on earth, it's, it's, it's nothing in comparison to the darkness that we would see there. It's nothing. There, the, no black hole could compare the darkness that we would see without the moon or the stars in the middle of the night, without there being something else there. But what has always intrigued me and really fired me up as I began to think about this, amen, for the last several weeks, amen, that the Bible says that God in His mercy and in His goodness, He created a greater light known as the sun to rule the day. But when nighttime came, there was going to be a lesser light. I want to help somebody. That lesser light was not the greater light. That lesser light was not the greater light. That lesser light was the moon. It was nothing more than a reflection of the sun. Lest anybody get lifted up with pride and think they've got the answer to everything. I want you to know, you and I aren't the answer. We don't know all the answers, but we do have the ability to reflect back the light that has been shined on us. That lesser light, that lesser light is the ruler of the night. That lesser light, amen, that greater light rules during the day. And I want to help you here. If this whole last few weeks is scaring you, I want you to know Jesus is coming back. I wouldn't be living for the devil. I wouldn't be living for the world right about now. If I ever, if there's ever been a moment where we ought to be living for God and be on fire, it's right now. 
My Bible tells me that, that at the end of it all, when Jesus comes back and he takes his church away, that the Lamb himself shall be the light. There shall be no need of the sun. There shall be no need of the moon. But God himself shall be the light. There will come another day. There will come a brighter day uh, like they had uh, 2,000 years ago uh, when Jesus walked the earth uh, and sickness had to flee and disease had to go and everything ran from him. There will come a day where every tear will be wiped away from every eye. There shall be no more sin. There shall be no more sorrow. Amen. That we shall ever be present with the Lord. There's coming a day where darkness will not even have a place to hide because the Lamb will be the light. And that light will be in all places. What about the night? What about the darkness? What about that, 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 that prequel? Before the light shows, before the second coming of Jesus Christ. Remember, there's a false doctrine out there that some people say Jesus already came back. No. No, he has not. Because the Bible says we'll meet him in the air. Last time I flew was, flown was on Southwest. I haven't met him in the air yet, but amen. But one day, he's going to catch his church away. In the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, we'll be caught up together with him. And there will come that day, but what about now? What about when the whole world's gone crazy? What about in moments like this that I, I, hopefully I pray and I believe that it's all going to pass over and not be a big deal, but I hope this is a lesson to our world. That oh, how quickly money fails. Oh, how quickly our sense of American securities and freedoms fail. Because all of this means nothing uh, when all of this world loses its mind. Uh, amen. I don't want to put anybody afraid. I'm not a doomsdayer. Uh, but, but there is something to this uh, that darkness steps in and everybody starts to get afraid. And, and people are looking uh, and people are clearing out the aisles of toilet paper and all sorts of other crazy stuff. Amen. People are losing their brains over, uh, over all of it. We walked through the aisles and there was no spaghetti sauce as if people don't know how to eat anything butt spaghetti during a famine. I don't know what the deal is, but uh, they, they were running out of turtle wax. I don't know what was going on there, but, but they're just running out of all sorts of crazy things, and this is just but a small thing, and people have gone crazy. I want to tell you, there's, there's never been a greater day for the church. There's I know it might seem dark, but there's never been a greater moment for a revival than right now. There's never been a greater opportunity for the rulers of the night to stand up and let it be known. You feel hopeless? We've got the hope of the world. You're full of fear? We've got the love of God that casts out all fear. You seem to be restless? we got the one that'll give you rest to your weary souls. You feel worn out and tired. You don't know what to do. We've got a God in heaven. We're just reflecting that goodness. We're just reflecting that light. Somebody lift up your hands and magnify him. Come on, would somebody just magnify Jesus? 
Come on, the world seemed to lost their mind. Well, preacher, it's got dark out. What are we going to do? Well, I don't know what's going to happen. What about the stock market? What about the, the grocery aisles? What about this, that, and the other? I want to tell you, God put a lesser light to shine in the darkness. Amen. To shine in the middle of the night. And the darker it gets out there, the brighter the church begins to shine. Somebody magnify him. Would you magnify Jesus? Come on, lift up your voice and let's talk to him for just a moment. Church, we're the rulers of the night. We don't, we don't run in the darkness. We don't hide in the darkness. You are the light of the world. A city set on the hill that cannot be hid. Let your light so shine before men that men could see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Oh, somebody lift up your hands. I came to bring you a message of encouragement and a message of hope. God knows exactly where his church is. You were built for this. You were created for this. There's no need of the sun or there's no need of the moon. There's no need of the stars. If there's no darkness, if there's no night, but if there's darkness, there's got to be a lesser light. Somebody magnify Jesus. Hallelujah. There's never been a greater time to be in the church. Never been a greater time to be in the church. Well, preacher, what happens if they shut us down? We'll have church in our homes. What if they shut us down? We'll have church in our homes. Well, I'll tell you what they can't have in their homes. The casinos got shut down, and they're going to stay shut down. But the church... The church is triumphant. The church is the ruler of darkness. The church, we rule in the night. We rule in the darkness. We're the lesser light that reflects back the glory of the Lord. Oh, somebody clap your hands. Somebody shout. Somebody magnify him. Well, what happens if this really is a pandemic? What happens if my neighbors get sick? My Bible tells me we can lay hands on the sick and they shout. Well, what happens if some of us die? I got good news. We're going to make it to heaven. Let me help somebody. Death is not a fearful thing to an apostolic person. Dad, you, let me just help somebody. I came to preach. You can't give an apostolic person a death threat. That ain't a death threat, honey. My Bible says, amen, that, that for me to be present with the Lord, amen, is going to be a good thing. For me to live is Christ, but to die is gain. I'm going to help somebody here tonight. Can I help you? The second coming of the Lord is not a threat to the church. It's the hope of the church. It might be a threat to a sinful world that Jesus is coming back and you got to get right. But the rain was not a threat for Noah. It was a promise that God will perform that which he promised. What happens if we get sick and die? Now, let me tell you, I, I want to help out. Don't go shaking hands and kissing necks and get all crazy. No, 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 no. You keep your distance. Smiles work from six feet away. I'm not saying go get sick, but I do know that with his stripes we are healed. 
What would happen if all of a sudden they said, the world says we don't have an answer? Amen. And we say, you know what? Maybe we won't get next to somebody. We'll send them a prayer cloth or we'll... What would happen if all of a sudden the, the doctors couldn't do it, but God started working on people when they got prayed for? And they start realizing, well, well, America doesn't see all the miracles that the rest of the world see. I'll tell you why. Because we rely on all of these false walls. We hold up all these other things on false pillars and false walls, thinking the doctors, the doctors, I love doctors. If you're sick, go to a doctor. Amen. Pray for your doctor. But at the same time, he's no more than a human than you and I are. But when you're full of the Holy Ghost, these signs shall follow them that believe. What happens if they, what happens if all of a sudden we just, we just, the economy crashes? Well, guess what? That's what the church is here for. The church ain't just here for when we're doing well and we're rich. Amen. They're, well, how come the church is thriving in third world countries and they don't have money? Because you don't need money to have a church. Because the church is a people. It's not a building. It's not a place. It's a group. It's a faith. It's people coming together and holding up. We are the rulers of the night. We are that light reflecting in the darkness. Well, what happens if they start looting? Well, praise God. We'll be praying. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven. I will forgive their sins and I will heal their land. What if people just start going crazy? The church will never, the church will never look more sane than when the world goes crazy. Hallelujah. Well, what if, what if, what if? So what? Come on, we're not fair-weather Christians. When everything's going well, we'll live for God. No, I'll tell you what. If, if money fails, I'm going to be paying tithes and Purell and potatoes. If everything goes bad and I can't meet in the building, I'll meet at your house. If that doesn't work, we'll all get tents and move out in the wilderness and baptize people in the Carson River. Whatever we got to do. If we got to step back to the Middle Ages, let it be. But promise me, I promise you this, there will be a church in the darkness there will be an apostolic church that is baptizing people praying people through the Holy Ghost there will be an apostolic tongue-talking revival oh somebody stand across this building and clap your hands unto the Lord unto the Lord oh, I feel Jesus would you lift up your hands and magnify him well, what if, what if, what if? Oh, don't die on your what if. Let it go and just say, God, no matter what, no matter what, I'm going to live for you. No matter what, I'm going to make sure that my neighbor knows you. No matter what, if you ever been questioned whether you need to reach out to somebody, today's your day. Well, I don't want to get close to them. Use Facebook, use Instagram, send a text message, make a phone call, send them a letter. Whatever you got to do, just tell somebody about how to be saved. Be the reflection of the grace. Greater life. We got to be the reflection. Don't reflect people's fears. Shame on you if you get on Facebook and start making everybody afraid. Hey, 
It's in times like this I got to stand up and stand strong. Shame on you if you start getting all in the, oh no, what are we going to do? You got to raid everything. No, 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 no. Ain't the time for that. It's time when you see somebody freaking out because they just, they can't work anymore and they lost their job that you say, hey, I got an extra loaf of bread. Hey, if you end up where you don't have a job uh, and you need food, uh, you call me. You text me. Uh, we'll make sure. We'll gather together and put our, put our potatoes together. Uh, I, I know this is sounding ridiculous. But, but this is how crazy some people are thinking. It's just going to, oh my goodness, the end of the world. It'd be ever over in 12 hours. Or it could be the end of the world. But praise God, that means he's coming back, right, Elder? Hey, praise God. But I did, I did, we, we talked about some verses today. That in the last days, like it was in the days of Noah, they're going to be eating, drinking, marrying, and giving in marriage. They shut down the marriage hall, so he ain't coming yet. And, and if there's a shortage of food, he, he ain't coming yet. Don't worry, it's going to get, that lets me know it's going to get better. See, people that don't know the Bible start freaking out and think, oh, no, what a, we have hope when the world is hopeless. We have light when all they see is darkness. And there is never a greater time for night lights than in the dark. Jesus would say, don't let your light be darkness. Yeah. Don't, don't say, I'm an apostolic, I'm an apostolic, I'm an apostolic, and then all of a sudden everything goes wrong and you shrink back. Oh, how are we going to make it out? Oh, the Dow Jones just fell to zero. <laughs> so what? Do you have faith? Do you believe prayer works? Do you know without a shadow of a doubt that no matter what happens, you're going to spend eternity with Jesus? Then, honey, you got the greatest hope that this world has ever Winston Churchill in the middle of World War II, the whole world was screaming and saying, this is our darkest hour. But he wrote a speech entitled it, this is our finest hour. You know what's the worst hour for the stock market? Is the greatest hour for the church. Hey, stock market crash, we can get a cheap building, praise God. Hey, can we have fun tonight? I'm just saying, if everything goes down, there might be about 500 more people that are finally ready to give their life to God that would not have otherwise done it. In other words, where it's their darkest hour, where the rulers of the night, where the rulers of the darkness reflecting back the love of God and the light of God, this is our finest hour. Be an apostolic. Be a Christian. Be full of faith, not fear. Be full of hope, not hopelessness. Be full of love, not fear and doubt. Would you lift up your hands? I'm done preaching. Church, I just came to encourage you. Be the church. Be the church. You were created for the darkness. You weren't created for the light. When everything's going well, we were created for adversity. Shine, baby. Shine. Shine in the darkness. Show your good works. Comfort the hurting. Reassure the frightening. Pray the sick. And make them, amen, receive healing. Love the lost. Would you lift up your hands and let's pray. Come on, there's never been a greater time to live for God than right now. You are in the cutting edge. 
the greatest gift to this dark world. Come on. The world might be going backwards towards darkness, but there's a church that is shining with the light of God and the light of heaven, saying there is a salvation, and his name is Jesus. I want to open up this altar. Would you come? Come on, would you come and open up this? Let's come with prayer. Let's come with faith. Come on. Can you serve God in the midst of the darkness? Or is it only in the light that you can live for God? Can you give God a shout and a worship when you are uncertain? Or is it only when you know everything's going to be all right? Do you have faith when everything's well? Or are you the person that has faith when you don't know what's going on? Come on, you are a ruler of the night. Somebody lift up your hands so let's magnify him. Come on, there's never been a greater opportunity for the church. This could be our greatest revival. Come on, pray for the sick. Come on, find somebody and tell them about how to be saved. They're going to come worried. They're going to come depressed. They're going to come afraid. But we have the answer, the only hope known to man, and his name is Jesus. Come on, it's going to be all right. You're part of the church. It's going to be all right. You're part of the kingdom of God. You're the light in the darkness. You're the light in the darkness. Let the love of God and light of God shine. If my skies are forever gray. Somebody lift up your voice and let's pray. Let's have a prayer meeting here tonight. Come on, if I were you, I wouldn't wait for another opportunity. I wouldn't wait for another day to get a hold of Jesus and let that, that light shine and reflect off of you. Come on, if you need hope, it's in this building. If you need faith, it's in this building. If you need healing in your body, it's in this building. You need to let Jesus work in your life right now.
choose to see you in the stars. Come on, I feel them in this building. Somebody pray. Somebody pray. No matter how dark it gets, you have light. No matter how dark it gets, you have hope. No matter how dark it gets, you got faith. No matter how dark it gets, there is a light in you. Let's pray. Let's magnify him. Come on, church. Let's magnify Jesus. Come on. There is a light in the darkness. Darkness does not rule in the night. Light rules in the night. Darkness does not win in the night. Light wins in the night. It is the ruler. It is the champion. Somebody magnify him. Hope wins in hopelessness. Love wins in fear and hate. Truth, it wins in lies and deception. The light always triumphs. Somebody magnify him.